Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Today's guest, it's hard to believe, Charlie, that he's been gone for four years from Milwaukee. Uh, Still ranks tied for 12th in games played since the Admirals joined the American Hockey League and sixth in career penalty minutes. Uh, playing strong and has been for the last several years for the Manitoba Moose. He's uh, former Admirals defenseman Jimmy Olney. Good to see you, man. How's everything going? Good to see you guys as well. Uh, everything's going good. Um, uh, everything's starting to get back to normal, so uh, we're pretty pumped. We saw you last summer. We did, uh, yeah. what do we call it, a Legends series? Legends series, yeah. Yep. And we had you on with uh, Dan Lavender, who used to do Admirals Roundtable. Uh, called you guys the French fries. Uh, it was a, a very uh, cohesive group of guys yes. from Quebec. That, that, that was also very much, uh, very much in flux, right? Guys come and go, but it was. <laughs> it was like Menudo. There, I dated. I dated myself there. Look, Jimmy, look up Menudo. Yeah. Um, well. But but you were a mainstay. Felix Gerard was a mainstay. Freddie Gaudreau, yeah. uh, Jonathan Diaby. Um, Guys from, you know, eventually Anthony Richard showed up. and But it, it was just an all-encompassing term of guys from Quebec. You guys really developed a, a closeness. Where did that come from? What, did you guys know each other? You played against each other, but I don't think any of you were teammates, really, were you? No, uh, none of us played together before. Uh, I think... Uh, um, I think Jonathan and uh, Frederick played played each other a lot because they were in the same division or something like that, like close. Um, and I was far for a while. And then my last year I played against, uh, uh, that's when I came back, like in the, uh, I was in the Maritimes and then I, I switched, I, I came back to Quebec in Rimouski. And uh, that's when I played all these guys a little more often. But we were... Uh, Especially with G, I, I wasn't friends with G at all. Uh, ah. uh, like our, our two teams was uh, quite quite a rivalry. So uh, like we we didn't we, we didn't get along well um, by playing against each other. Uh, I knew I knew Frederick a little bit because he he came one summer. He came for a few trainings back where. Where I'm from, where I train, and uh, that's how I knew him a little bit. But I like we weren't very close. Like he came for a summer, and then uh, we 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 didn't we didn't talk to each other much. I, and, I uh, oh. yeah, I'm, and, I'm, uh, go ahead. Sorry, Jonathan, Jonathan, not at all. Like we didn't know each other at all. I just I just knew I knew he who he was as a person, but I uh, we didn't know each other at all. I know. I think Felix said specifically in. Uh, when we did that uh, legends series last year that he didn't like you, right? Yeah. Like you guys, it was, it was sort of, it was, it was a little bit nasty. Uh, Boiling and, water there, yeah. 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 So I'm wondering how was it when you get into the locker room for the first time? And obviously you, you have to let bygones be bygones. You can't hold a grudge when you're on the same team, but how long was it before you were like, you know, let's go out to dinner or let's, Hey, let's hang out. Let's do whatever. How long, how long did that take? Uh, I, I guess it was just like instant. We uh, like for me and I, I guess for many hockey players, like once we step on the ice, we leave everything, like we give everything we have and uh, you do what's good for the team. Uh, you don't think about like, like how it, another guy on another team feels like you, you don't care. Like you do, you do uh, whatever it takes for your team and you don't care. Like, whatever you say or whatever you do, like you don't care about that. Like you're just doing what your team needs. Uh, but then like once, once the game is over, or once the season's over, then like it, everything that I did, like it stays on the ice, you know, like I don't, I don't bring that stuff off the ice. And I guess uh, Felix was the same way. So like when, when we met in, uh, we met in Nashville that year, I, I think it, we just got along very good and uh, it just, just get on going. Same thing with uh, uh, Frederick and uh, Jonathan. You know, you you bring move, up, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you brought up a, a good point that I was going to bring up later, but you, I think, maybe epitomize the mean, nasty sort of ass, asshole on the ice, pardon the language, and then off the ice, just the nicest, laid back. Like, you never said no. I asked you to do so many things 
in four years in Milwaukee. And I don't think you ever said no. And it, and like, I think tough guys have that reputation, but boy, did you epitomize that of being so mean on the ice, but off the ice, just a, just a, basically a teddy bear. And that would, that sort of, I, that came did that. Does that come natural? Uh, I think so. I think like, since, you know, since you're, uh, I guess your identity, you get it like once you reach like midget or junior and there's some stuff you got to do sometimes to stay in the game. Like uh, I've seen so many players that were, you know, skilled and stuff, but never made it because they didn't want to do like the the extra stuff like the like like blocking shots or like fighting once in a while and stuff like that. But um, I guess like you get your identity pretty pretty young and it's kind of a role that you're playing like you're not like he, it's not sometimes it's not even in you like you gotta you gotta really like say okay like if if I don't do that I, I won't make it you know so like I have to do it and then one and then you step off the ice and you're just like a normal person like anybody else you know right. it's really hard to explain uh and hockey is a weird sport too where you like you can drop the gloves and just you know, go at it where in normal life, you, you can't, <laughs> you'd get arrested if you did that. <laughs> yeah, so like, sometimes it's fun. Like uh, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you really don't want to do it, but you got to do it. Like it's, it's really weird. Like, but um, once, once, once the game's over and then you just come back to being a normal person. I, I've heard guys say recently that and guys who have done a fair amount of fighting that it's actually very stressful leading up to the game when you know that this is going to happen like you don't sleep well the night before your pregame nap is interrupted you have like you just feel obviously you're probably nervous for every game but there's extra nerves knowing like and then when the game happens you just want it to happen right away let's get this out of the way is that the way it is for you uh i mean for me like i've never been known as like uh like a, you're not a heavyweight like or yeah. somebody that's got to fight every game the like i'm more like if somebody gets hit badly like i'll i'll jump in or uh if we need a change of momentum sometimes i i can go but uh uh but if there, there's been some times where I, where I either i did something or somebody else did something to me and i knew that like i needed to fight the next game we play these guys and that's like it's stressful when you know because like it's hard to have like really good confidence when you when you fight because it it takes like only one punch and you can you right out so like um so like it, it happened like i'd say maybe like four times during my career my career where uh i had a hard time sleeping or like before the game like i was like in my stomach was starting over and stuff like that but uh, I can't imagine like all the guys that uh, the guys that are their job is to fight heavyweights and stuff like that's uh, that must be like really hard on on the, on the mind and the body and all that stuff. Yeah. I want to get back to you talked about the Maritimes and then coming back to to Ramuski. Do you get is it hard to get noticed in the Maritimes in that league? Is it kind of forgotten about? I mean, not that there's bad hockey or anything, but is there more publicity on the the teams that are immediately around Montreal or, and teams like that? I'd say it depends on the, the different markets. Uh, uh, back when, when, when I was playing, uh, um, there wasn't too many attention towards where I played in Prince Edward Island. Like it, it was like kind of a small market and stuff. Yeah. Like that. But I, in my mind, like I always thought like if you're good enough, like people are going to come and people are going to notice. So like, I don't, I don't think it, it plays anything in anyone's career. Like if you're good enough, like you're going right. to be like, somebody's going to notice it and you're, you're going to be able to keep going. But well, the reason I ask is because when you went to, that's when you won the award, when you go to Ramuski, right? You win the defensive defenseman of the year in the, uh, in the no, Quebec league. I think I was, uh, I, I, I don't think I won it. I think I was uh, nominated for it, but okay. it was my last year in PI when I was 19. Okay. And oh, in, had, it was in Prince. Yeah, we had a quite, we, we had quite a, a good year that year. Like we had two guys with uh, over a hundred points and yeah, we had a good year. We just, 
we did bad in the playoffs, but uh, uh, we had a good year that year. When yeah. when did when did pro hockey become a, a possibility for you? Um, I didn't think it would be a possibility after my 20, 20 years old. Uh, so were you were you set to go to college? Were you set to go to university? Yeah, I wanted to go to university, but I had my daughter at the time, so I, I wasn't sure if I was going to just, like, come back home and play in the senior leagues and uh, start working right Where away. Where you have families play, and sorry, you had family playing in those leagues, right? Yeah, I, I had uh, uh, three of my cousins that were playing in those leagues and stuff, and I, 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 did, I didn't know at all what I was going to do. And, and one day, uh, my agent called me and said uh, – uh, you know, uh, Nashville's farm team, like they, they offer you that, like a two way with uh, Cincinnati and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, like I'll give it a go. And if it doesn't work, like I'll just come back, but at least like I won't have any uh, regrets or, uh, you know, thoughts in my head that I should have done it and I didn't. So, um, yeah, so I just gave it a shot and, uh, Luckily, like now, now that I've been in the league for a while, uh, luckily, like uh, Dean was there to give me a chance because it's not it's not everywhere that they give a chance to a guy where uh, uh, that has a, a contract like a two way contract like that, and uh, it's easy to it's easy to just like push that put that push that guy on the side and take like a a prospect or something like that instead. Well, in that year too, your rookie season, there were so many defensemen on that team, right? I mean, Tony Batetto and Taylor Aronson, and then Ian White was there for Joe Piscula, uh, Johan Alm, Garrett Noonan. I mean, there was it was crazy the Scott, amount. Scott Ford eventually. The the, yeah. the total number of players who played that season on the roster was amazing, but the defensemen especially. I mean, you had to forgive the term weed through a lot of people to get to a game here yeah, yeah yeah we i actually i couldn't believe it like every day i was like i'll I'll show up to the rink and they're they're just gonna send me down you know like but uh yeah the i i guess like dean and paul they just gave me a chance and uh and uh, i'm i'll be forever grateful because i think i'm still playing because of that you know because if if they wouldn't give me a chance back then, I don't think I would still be playing in the AHL. Like I think I would, I would have went back home and played uh, uh, senior leagues and stuff like that. Uh, what a heck of a year, though, to start your career. I mean, that that had the highs. This team was so great, and then right around Valentine's Day, it wasn't. It was as bad. It was almost as bad as bad could be. All of a sudden, and yeah, it. Yeah. And and the things that went on, the Ian White come and go, coming and going, and Victor, Victor Stolberg coming down, and um, you know you had characters like Dickie Clune on the team, and I mean oh, it's God. my goodness, I mean what a way to grow up. Yeah, oh yeah, there was uh, <laughs> it's like it's diff- it was different back then. Like there was a lot more uh, veteran players and. Uh, and we had a lot of fun, like with with those older players, like leading lead, leading us, and um, it was like it was a lot different. But uh, we had some. I think I think uh, Tristan was there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tristan Grant. Yeah, Mike, Mike Liembis was there. Yeah, yeah. Your left wings on that team. Your left wings were Stahlberg, and then it was Liambus, Grant, and Clune. <laughs> Those are the left wings, and Stahlberg was only for twenty games. It was Leipzig before that, actually, yeah, until he got traded. Leifer was there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Like we, um, all these guys. Was, yeah, we had a good. But uh, but but lose, losing is tough, right? Like, so how do you guys? And it didn't end up turn. There was no turner, you know, miracle turnaround story. Um, but how does the team stick together when things aren't going well like that? But, and, but, but every guy that I've seemed to talk to on that year from that team is like, we still loved each other, right? Like we still had a blast going to the rink. You know what? It was fun, but like, like losing builds character, but nobody needs that much character. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I, I, it seemed like we, and I was young at the time, so I didn't know how to, see it really and it was our like a couple of guys was their first uh year of pro hockey so like you you don't have like 
much uh you don't have experience at all and you're just like you don't know how pro hockey works so uh yeah like I, i can't really tell i think it seemed like we we didn't find any solution like we were just uh but like like i said before like we didn't turn on each other or anything like that it's just like we didn't find a way to uh we couldn't find a way to win and it was uh, yeah like it, of course it's better when you you win all the time like of course there was some days where the guys were coming to the rink and we were just like like this this sucks like losing every night and stuff like that but uh yeah we we never i don't think there was ever like um any turning on each other and like bashing on each other's i think it was just uh we just couldn't find a way and uh but we we still i still have some great uh souvenirs from that year and it was a great first year for many of us when you when you say souvenirs what do you mean memories uh, or do you did you actually memories. get yeah, memories yeah. okay sorry 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 no that's okay <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm curious because I, I I like to ask guys do do you collect things that's you know do you get a team signed stick at the end of the year right. from, do, you, do you have all of your jerseys yeah things like that yeah I do have all of my jerseys uh, that's that's something I really like care about and uh, I've been lucky that in in all my um, all all the end of the years like every time I had um, the owners they gave us our jerseys and I'm I'm super grateful for that because that's a, like that's a the best thing you can keep is your the jersey of the team you played for like every year and you look back and you're like oh yeah like it reminds you of the year and all that stuff but like for me uh from players i don't think i ever got a uh oh yeah i got a stick from uh, from ribby yeah <laughs> where was that i was going to ask you that like you said yeah, i didn't get anything from anyone i was going to say yeah. but did you get one from ribero right like gotta be i mean you're not exactly playing the same style as he played but he's got to be an idol of yours every oh, yeah. french kid growing up like we couldn't believe it all the all the french guys on the team when we we heard he <laughs> with us like for me like it was when i was growing up it was with the, the canadians and like i remember like watching him and stuff so like it was it was a special moment and then at the end there uh, i i think he got one for every single one of us and uh, just did he really I signed some he wrote something in French on the blade and signed it and yeah it was pretty it was pretty cool. I mean we're hopping ahead a little bit talking about Ribby but what a guy right like we were nervous uh in the front office and I think the coaches too were what's going to happen when Ribeiro comes down here cuz Nashville says we're sending him down I think he probably took a couple days to get his stuff and come here and we were nervous what was going to happen and how this an all-star yeah right yeah. and is he what kind of attitude cuz we you know, we we'd see we've seen in the past guys come to get sent down that didn't have good attitudes. But oh. God, did this guy buy in from day one? Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think that it, it was beneficial to him yeah. to have guys like you and and Goods and Richie uh, around because he, he well, knew, just he anybody who, to him. Honestly, any, honestly, I think he anybody like anybody, to him. anybody around who would listen to his stories. Yes, yeah. and, <laughs> and to his theories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it was fun. Like he had so much to say, and uh, you know, like for us, it's hard to explain. Like when, when uh, it's like, I guess, like it's the same for the Czechs or like the the Russians, and like it's not that we don't like other guys. It's just that you know, when you get a guy that's from where you're from, and yeah, you got like you got more. Um, how can you say that? Like. Is affinity affinities? Yeah, good. There you go. Yeah, like you can you can uh, talk more easily and like you know he understands you. You know, like and it's it's easier. Like now that I'm older in the league and like uh, I think it's gonna be my eighth year the next year and uh, <clears throat> uh, like last year I was the only French guy on the team, but it I didn't realize it until the end of the year. I was like, oh yeah, that's true. I, like. Like now I get like now I get a I'm comfortable with everybody like like my English is not the best but like I can be understood by somebody you know like before that I had a hard time but now now it's fine and but like when you're a, a little younger it's important to I I think to have like someone yeah show you the so that's why I, that's why I guess it's hard for like little you know when there's a Russian player coming in and like 
he looks lost and stuff like that. Like it's really hard for them to, but it, it's kind of the same when you're a French guy, like it's the same continent, but like, it's not, it's a different world. Yeah, it's a different world. And I think it's really important to, you know, now, now it's fine. But like when I was younger, it's just like a little adaptation that I, I needed to do for sure. You mentioned, you mentioned a Russian guy, uh, you guys, speaking of, of you French players, were so good for Vladislav Kamenev. <laughs> so good for Vladislav Kamenev, right? Like you guys gave him, quite honestly, you gave him a, a place to be. A, a kind of you, you made a home for him, like a, a place for him to be comfortable. And it would have been pretty easy for him to come over and be pretty isolated. Yeah, but I, I guess I think we, we saw... We saw a little bit of our, ourselves in, in him when he came, you know, you know what I mean? Like we, we yeah. saw like when, when I came in 20 years old uh, in Milwaukee, I was a little bit the same, you know, I, I spoke English, but like not, not very much. And it's hard to, you know, to find your way through. And, but with Cammy, it's funny because my first, the first time I talked to him, uh, it was at, um, it was in Nashville and it was, uh, I think it was at the rookie, rookie camp. And we had a supper at the very end of the camp. And I think Trenin wasn't there yet. I right. think it was, or like Trenin wasn't as, at the supper or something like that. I think it went back to June. I, I don't know. Like I, I knew he was the only uh, Russian there and I came in, uh, like, at the last second. So I wasn't there like 15 minutes before I, I came in, like may, maybe like two minutes before we were supposed to be there. And I was rushing. I remember running from the, the hotel to the restaurant <laughs> and I was, and like, I got in there, I looked on my phone. I was two minutes before, so I was okay. But the last place that was um, available was right next to Cami. So oh, really? But I go there, I sit down, I see he's on his phone, like doesn't even say hi to me. Like he's just on his phone. I'm like, oh my god! And I, I, I just like, I say hi. He's like, hi. Say, how are you doing? He's like, he looks at me, nothing. Goes back, <laughs> goes back to his phone. I'm like, oh my god, this poor guy. He was sitting by himself on his phone. I was trying to talk to him, like nothing was coming out. But and, uh, it happened um, when it, when we went down to Milwaukee, like we. We started talking to him and like he's a very smart guy so like he was picking up uh, language pretty good so uh it was easier that way yeah. hockey's a great equalizer like on the ice you know you can communicate right like it's off the ice and you're talking about things from home or you're talking about what you want to go get to eat or whatever that that might be a little more difficult but on the ice like there was zero problem nothing was lost in translation with him oh no we like Aki, you know, Anki's not Aki's not a language, but like every Aki player speaks Aki, you know. Like it's right, easy. yep. It's easy to to find your uh, like everybody knows what you mean, even if you don't, if you're not speaking. Like you yeah. can just show stuff, and like we're, everybody's gonna understand. So that's that's easy. It's more like the like for him to find an apartment and all that stuff. Like they have they have agents and stuff, but it's. Well, like it's hard sometimes they're, they're not even there i think with cami his agent was there so that was easier but his agent was there yeah correct like a, a couple of times during the year so i think that made it easier for him but i mean uh, to that point it's oftentimes more difficult for guys especially at the american league level to to uh, it's much more difficult off the ice than it is on the ice and I got to believe it's also difficult when you come over with a young family. So how was that adjustment for you off the ice when you come to Milwaukee, you've got a young child uh, and you have your girlfriend with you? I mean, they probably didn't come right away, but eventually they do. They're probably also in, the, in, a, in a similar boat. They don't know anybody. They don't have a team to like go to every day, right? Uh, how was that transition? And the, and the language barrier, and the language obviously. Barrier. How, how was that transition for your family? Uh, for me, like they, they didn't come the first year. Oh, they did not. Okay. I, uh, I lived with G the first year. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got along that well that we decided to, uh, oh no, we were, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we did a draw and then, uh, you did, did a draw amongst the French, but so you, Freddie, no, no, it was, G, it was, 
me, uh, I think Goats wanted to live by himself that year. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, or I think he didn't have he didn't have his letter back then. I think. Or oh sure. His letter after us or something. Right like that. to get a place. Yeah. So, like the four guys that we got our letters were me, G, uh, Diaby, and uh, Liper. On oh, Liper. So uh, we did a draw, and uh, me and G ended up together, and like that's that's how we we lived together, and we lived uh, we lived at the the board. <laughs> the guys were calling it the projects, but it was the it was right up the street. How was it called? On uh, not on Jackson Street. It's right right uh, right. When you go up the when you go up the street to go like towards the the lake there, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's the there's like a, a grocery store right in the yep yep yeah yep. the metro the, the metro the, the mart, mart is right across the street. The market, I can so. picture it because I go to Chipotle yeah. like every single day. Yeah, so and right it's... across the street from there, that's where uh, we me and G lived on the third level uh, third floor, and uh, Liper and uh, and Joe were living in the fourth floor, the the apartment right above. So were you were you guys hanging out the four of you all the time and then fr- and oh, throw yeah. Freddie into it as well? Yeah, that's all we did. Like uh, we 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 ate supper together. Like we did everything together. Like I didn't have my family with me, so like that's that's all we did. Man. Your second year uh, after after you had your first year, you you mentioned about Dean giving you a chance. Yeah. If, if I have this right, you were sent to Cincinnati right away, uh, right? Uh, no, not right away. Uh, so we started the year, and uh, I didn't play. I didn't play the first two. Right. And then we practiced uh, the whole week, and then at the end of the week, uh, they sent me down to Cincinnati. But just for one for game. One game. And then and you then came you, back, and I think you played every one after rest, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah I remember that. Uh, so when they sent me to Cincinnati, I, I like I, I didn't. And now your family's here, right? Like you 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 moved into Milwaukee. Your family's here. Yeah, we we were in the hotel. I had uh, my girlfriend, uh, my daughter, and uh, our dog with us, and all our stuff were like I had brought all the stuff from the car to the room. So all our like all our luggage and all the all the stuff we needed for the year. And uh, when they sent me to Cincinnati, I packed all that stuff, brought it back in the car. The car was full, like to the top. Like there was no, no. If we wanted to bring like an extra, let's say like a, a coffee machine, there was no room for that. Like, <laughs> Couldn't do it. Pack. No. So like, uh, so I went to Cincinnati, got there. I didn't have a room. I didn't book my room. So I call. I get to the hotel. There's no room for us. So I called the guys like, yeah, okay. I, I called, uh, I called the hotel. And so we finally get a room. I take all the stuff that was in the car. I bring it to the room. Like I'm like, they sent me to Cincinnati. It's probably not for like uh, just a weekend like it's been for a while. So we set all our stuff in the room. Like um, the next day I have morning skate with the brand new gear and all that stuff at night, opening night. We play that game next morning at like seven or eight. We get a call from uh, from the coach uh, of the Cyclones, the Cincinnati club, and uh, told me, "Yeah, you're you're going back up." Uh, Dean just called me. I was like, I, <laughs> <laughs> so "I pack all the stuff again, bring it to the the car. We do the road again." And uh, once I came back, I played all the all the games after that. Did we play that? Did, so did you drive home and then we played that day also or not? Uh, when I came back to Milwaukee? Yeah, when you came back from Cincinnati with your car reloaded. Uh, was there a game that night or not? No, no, no. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. No, but when I drove to Cincy, the next day was uh, I had a game. You had the game the next day. And at this point, your daughter is how old? She's got to be, you know, a year old. My second, uh, she was probably three, I think. Okay, three. Yeah, three. Not easy. Not easy for a three-year-old to handle uh, that kind of travel. Uh, you oh, know, it's not. It's not easy for a twenty-two-year-old to handle that kind of travel. Yeah. <laughs> not much. Not much less a three-year-old. She. She didn't know. I. I, I think. 
I don't think she even knows to this day she went uh, Cincinnati. to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like any other trip. Like we stayed there for two nights and then <laughs> and then get then get out. out. Oh, yeah. You you you're you became and you're one of the last guys that I think that I can think that I know that worked a summer job. Yeah. Like not a lot of guys do that. Like hockey's a full time year round. Even though you're not getting paid for seven months, it's a year-round type of thing. But you worked the second job in the summers. Yeah, I had. Uh, I was work. I was uh, uh, delivering uh, fridges for uh, Red Bull. So wow! Like, I was going. In so that means you went into bars with them. Where did you go for into convenience uh, stores, yeah. grocery stores? Yeah, I did grocery stores. I did uh, like uh, corner stores. I did bars. I did uh, I did uh, gas stations. All all the fridge you see that are like branded. Uh, like yeah, that's that's everywhere I went. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. How, how how many years did you do that after? Well, before turning pro, how how long did you do that job? Uh, I how did many summers? Four years. So I I don't know. Uh, I don't know from when to when exactly, but before that, I was working on a, a windmill. On a windmill? A wood, wood mill. Oh, a windmill. Wood mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a windmill is much harder than, than a windmill. Yeah, 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 oh, my goodness. Windmill, yeah. So, uh, yeah, was, uh, so you were like planing logs or what? Yeah, so like somebody would plane it, like somebody more experienced than me, like would plane it, and then we would uh, like pack, like, do like special orders so like there would be like a couple logs that uh in cedar or like or, uh, any other like type of wood and then and then you'd have to like uh, do the special orders and put them on a on a like a, on a few pallets and then wrap it up and all that stuff yeah. when was you... the last year that you worked in the summer like that uh i think red bull would have been my last one so after your second year in Milwaukee, third year? After my, I think, third year. Yeah, I think my third year pro, I think I stopped. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What did, when you, when guys find, found out about that, when your teammates found out about that, did they say, this is just crazy? Oh, yeah, but there's, like, there's some of them, like, I, I didn't really talk about it. Like, uh, some, of the, some of them knew, but, like, I didn't really talk about that. Like, I just... Uh, but for me, like it's normal. I do that since I'm, I was 12 years old and I was working like in the fields and stuff. Like, yeah. What did you do in the fields? I detasseled corn when I was in sixth grade. What did you do? Potatoes, onions. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. Potatoes. So you would walk, you would walk the rows and, and pick. Uh, so like with uh, potatoes, it was like, it was, it's like a big machine behind a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. Like it comes up in it, and then like on one side there's like a all the like it it roll. There's one side that goes in the, into another tractor's bin. Yep. Oh, okay. The potatoes in it, and yep. on the other side, all the rocks and all the the waste. Yeah. All the waste goes right right back in the field. So I was working on that machine in the morning from five to to noon, and then uh, at noon we'd have a break, and then we go to the to the shop to like wash them and put them in the bags and stuff My when did God. you when did you play hockey yeah exactly how do you how do you do all of that and get work out yeah the summers like during the summers like I, I i'd work and just uh go practice at night and stuff like that like uh like i didn't really i played maybe i didn't i didn't play like triple a hockey in the summer like summer hockey and i i played a little bit but like it wasn't very serious at, back then like it would be like two or three tournaments and it was like over weekends and stuff so like i could still work in the, uh during the week sure oh so, yeah i would do that and then uh yeah it was it was fun but like i i was used to it so like when i was working with red bull i found it like uh it was a pretty easy job you know like just <laughs> yeah up. right coming off of picking yeah. the, the potatoes yeah. and the onions yeah. So do you think, so I mentioned this before you were the admirals. Uh, I didn't mention this, but you, you were the admirals man of the year, I think in 2016. 
uh, never said no to any single community appearance that we ever asked you to do. Uh, do you think that is a result? And, and let me add too that you were part of the Admiral's reading program and we had a French school that we would go to from time to time, but you did, I, I learned and then I, and I felt bad about this sometimes that I would send you to the English speaking schools oh. where English isn't your, your, your native, your original language. And, but you still like, there was never a complaint, never, I don't want to do this. It was always, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll do it. So do you think because of all the work that you did and like how there was a separate, it wasn't hockey, hockey, hockey all the time. Do you think that maybe is why you were so, you know, willing and eager to give back to the community? Uh, for me, I think it's just like, why, like, there's no good reason to say no. Like you don't like when you, when you practice in the morning, like the afternoon, you're not doing anything. Right. You're not out in the field picking, uh, picking onions. And uh... like, it's either you go back home and uh, you play video games or, or you go and like, you actually do something good, you know? So for me, it was always the, the, the way I thought, I I thought like I was just, uh, there's nothing better to do than to, to go and like uh, do something good, you know, like, especially for like children's and stuff like, for them it's 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 so important like i remember for me like being a um as a child you know like seeing or like there would be like a, a signings of like uh, some canadians or and stuff like that like i, I would be like so uh and and i would find it like so awesome you know that like, to, to see that and uh so for me like it was just normal to to just say yes and actually like do something good, you know, and feel good about it after. So yeah, I, I never, for me, like saying no, like I, I don't even know why uh, you, you were, like, I, I think for me, it should be mandatory. Like it, sh- it should not be you going in the room and saying like, oh, would you mind doing that? No, like, of course it should, it should be, it, it should be within the job that we have to do, like to go out there and like, uh, do some good stuff like readings and stuff like that. I think that I I'm going to just, sense. That, that, I, 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 and I got to say, I'm going to put that up on the screen, right? When the guys I, show up here this year, I just make it note, noted that I didn't, before we got on here, I did not tell you to say that. Right. Yeah. So for when I, when I tell other players that, Hey, this is what Jimmy says that uh, I never ever said that you need to say this. <laughs> no, 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 this is not a range. That, that's yeah. Just, that's just the way I think like there's, there's nothing better to do than just uh, do that. Like sometimes it's fine. Like you want to go relax, but like, if like we didn't, we don't do that every single day. Like it's once, I don't know, like, what yeah. is it, like once, once a week, months. maybe. And or yeah, not much. So like, it's nothing. So just, just like saying yes, was just making sense to me. You, we, we talked about your rookie year and Fordo came in for a handful of games that season at the end of the year. And I'm, I'm assuming that's the first time you had met him and or run across him. And then he becomes your coach. Uh, what, what, how different what, I mean, again, he was here for a handful of games uh, when you're a rookie, but, but what was that like to, to have him come in and then be the coach for the, your next few years in Milwaukee? Um, for me, like it, it wasn't a big of a change because when he came, like he was kind of already a coach. Yeah, already being like. A... But he was he he's like he's like Admiral's history, right? Like he's yeah, yeah. he's he's he knows what everybody he knows what Dean wants. He knows how to handle yourself. He all of that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that like I don't I couldn't I couldn't say he was like a. I think a leader is not like the word for it. Like he wasn't like he was a leader, but like much more than that. So like already. So when he became the coach, like it, it was kind of the normal transition for him. Like I was see, already almost seeing him as a coach already. Sure. And he became the coach. So like it was just normal for me. Like I just, I guess I saw it like coming from, from how he acted when he, when he was still a player with us. Yeah. Uh... You know, in four years in Milwaukee, we talked about a lot of the French guys that we played with, but you played with a lot of other guys and some real characters uh, on that team. Uh, 
a guy that I that Aaron and I both really appreciate uh, was Harry Zolnerchuk. Because oh, yeah. I mean, this guy he was just a funny, happy, like not just happy, but like witty, talk, talk, a quick witty, wit. witty guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and always had a story. Didn't stop talking. Uh, maybe that's why I like him. Uh, what was it like for you to, 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 from your experiences, what was Harry, what was Harry like? Oh, I, I, I loved Harry. Like, he, I remember saying to myself, like I was, when I'm going to be his age, I want to have the same energy he has. <laughs> if, I can, if I can have the same energy he has, like, oh, I'll be good. Cause like, like he was so funny and like, he, he was the light of the room, you know, like you, you can never be mad when Harry was around. Like it was always <laughs> funny. It was always fun. Uh, even outside from the rink, like he, you know, like he was too, he was everywhere at the same time. And uh, it was a lot of fun to play with him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I really liked him. Yeah. Great guy too. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, he's a funny guy for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, after you leave, after four years in Milwaukee, you get an NHL contract, but you're, you're a free agent. You'd never really been. Yeah. You were a free agent, of course, previous to that, but you'd never really been a free agent. What was that process like? And, uh, and and talk about, uh, you know, signing with Las Vegas like that. Um, uh, so for, yeah, it was the first time I was re- like before that I got I was free agent once and it was after uh, your second yeah, year first no after my first year first year okay. I signed another year after that and then I signed a two years during the year okay so like at the end of that I was like and like for me um, you know I I. I don't like change as a person. Like I, I'm not a big change guy. So like when, once I started somewhere, like usually I really like, but then I also really wanted like an NHL deal. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and it was, re- I was really nervous during that summer because uh, you know, with a family, it's something else. Like if, if it was just me, like I didn't care at all. Like if, if I get at the end of the, the day, if I get, if I go anywhere, if, but like uh, with my family, like it was really important that I was, wasn't going to change like everything. Like I needed to stay like close. And, but then, uh, then Chicago, like the, uh, uh, or Vegas, they offered like an NHL deal. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a chance for me to maybe play in the NHL and all that stuff. So like I took it and uh, it ended up being <laughs> one one of my worst years but it's not uh it's not like there was too many young uh young guys that were too good for me to play like i don't i don't think it's the organizing uh organization fault because uh i don't think they they had all these you read what you said they had it's 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 only the second year of the vegas golden knights when you sign and they're they need to load up some prospects as soon as possible yeah so there's going to be a lot of guys who were in your in your situation probably 20 year old free agents out of out of juniors yeah or college guys zach white cloud to those type of players and i don't think they expected all these young guys to be that good that fast yeah but then uh so they they were very good and uh and for me, like when I was looking, like, of course I wanted to play, but at the same time, when I was looking at the lineup, I was like, these guys are better than me and they're also younger. Right. Like, why, why would they play me? You know what I mean? But so you got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you played a preseason game for the Golden Knights, right? No, uh, I didn't get, I didn't you, get to play you didn't get the preseason game. No, no, no. Yeah, and I was pretty disappointed with that. That's where I kind of saw, like, I was looking at everything, and I was like, "Yeah, they didn't give me a game." Okay. I was I was looking at all the other defensemen, and I was like, "Yeah, these guys are pretty good, and they're all so younger." And uh, that's and then when I got to Chicago, it just confirmed everything. Where like uh, they didn't really have a spot for me, and uh, I sat down with uh, Rocky, and he was he was like really honest and really good about it, and he said. Uh, and I, I and then I, I asked for like if if you guys can move me somewhere where uh, I'll be able to play and like uh, 
get a contract next year <laughs> like uh please do it and they were like yeah we'll we'll uh, keep looking everywhere and then uh, uh right after the uh uh the ad brandstrom that was at the world series uh not yeah. world series the world championship right and, uh, when he came back uh that's when they they moved me to manitoba yeah and and i was going to say and that's turned out to be home it's well, a, winnipeg has turned out to be a new home right i mean you're yeah, you're going yeah. into your fourth season there yeah yeah so then uh but when i got there i started playing well and uh they really like me over there so i signed back there and now i think it's it's gonna be my fourth year there now you don't like change no i don't like <laughs> when i'm good somewhere like i don't wanna i don't wanna mess uh, what is it what is it like to play there in winnipeg, in winnipeg I, yeah. it's, it's i i tell the story so often that when the moose were the only team in town it was so great for me to visit Winnipeg because the the media treated it it was the NHL it, even though it was the American Hockey League uh, but they treated like five TV stations would be there and four report four like credentialed newspaper people and I mean radio stations and, and, like it was a huge deal and it and, and there was just a, a vibe and an energy it has changed at least from my perspective since the NHL has been back but still it's it's a hockey mad city. It's a high. I mean, to see a Jets game, people need to go to a Jets game. It's, I don't know that, I don't know that there's one person that doesn't own a sweater in the crowd at a Jets game. Oh yeah. No, it's crazy. Especially in the playoffs when you have all their white jerseys, like the white. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like people, they re, I guess they don't want to lose their team twice. You know what I mean? Like, right. They lost their, their team once and, uh, and it's a, like everybody likes hockey over there. Like there's everybody knows what it is and everybody likes it. So, and everyone's got their opinion too, which probably isn't always the best thing, right? <laughs> no, no, for sure. Like, but that's like in every like big hockey cities, like when uh, like people like to give you their, their opinion. And, their opinion. Yeah. Do you get that? You go, you go, you say you're going to the grocery store or you go into the, the pharmacy. Do you get, do people know you? Uh, it, so, like, it depends it depends where you know like uh because there's different like neighborhoods and stuff but like uh some places yeah for sure like people they notice and they ask like all all the season going and all that stuff but uh yeah like of course the the jets are taking like a a very big place yeah but, um but uh yeah people probably went up to dustin bufflin quite a bit <laughs> yeah right <laughs> for sure yeah. So when you get traded to, uh, to, to Manitoba, you're reunited with your roommate, with uh, Felix Gerard. Yeah. And uh, did that ease the process of being traded for you? You wanted to be traded. You said that. But it's still not easy. It's still a totally new situation. You're walking into a room of guys that have been together the entire year, and you're the new guy. So I bet it helped to have G there for you. Oh, for sure. Um... So the first person to call me when I got traded was Wendell, Wendell Young. Okay. Former Admiral, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I know he was yeah. a former yeah. Wolves, but I didn't know it was a Wolves player. legend. Yes. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'll tell you, to, uh, sorry to interrupt your story about G, but before Wendell Young ever played a game for the Admirals, before he even, the day he set foot in Milwaukee to come play for us, he got picked up at the airport and taken to a booster club event. Didn't even, <laughs> yeah. So I thought maybe you'd appreciate that because uh, of your community and your fan focus. Uh, yeah. But anyways, continue about your, uh, you're saying that Wendell, Wendell was the first one to tell you you're going to uh, uh, up to Winnipeg. Yeah, he called me and then uh, right, I think the second person, not it wasn't even somebody from uh, the Moose, it was G that called me the second person. He's like, hey, uh, you're coming the and that like, I was so in shock because you're asking to be traded, but like you, you, you're not ready for when it's actually going to happen, you know? Right. And so I was, uh, I had some friends over in Chicago from back home, uh, that were there and we were, uh, in, in Chicago, uh, downtown. So like, that's pretty far from where I was living. That's like yeah. 40 right. 40 minutes. And, um, 
So uh, yeah, I get the call from Wendell and then the second person is like, hey, geez, like, uh, hey, you're coming uh, with us and all that stuff. And I, I, I was still in shock that I didn't even know. I didn't even remember that G was for that. He was playing there. All me, I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to get there and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like they asked me if I could make like uh, the flight in two hours. And I was like, yeah, there's no, there's no chance. I got to catch the train and I got to go back home. Cause like we, we always went downtown with the train. Yeah. Right. So smart to, because if you're taking the car, you might not even get home in two hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why we took the train, but like, you still got to wait for it to go. So like I was waiting for the train. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'll just catch tomorrow morning. And, and then I joined the, uh, I joined the moose in uh, in Texas. That's where they were oh, in uh, Texas. Yeah. When they got me. Yeah. So that, that wasn't bad too. Like, was yeah. Nice way to, nice way to Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It did the moose are going through a bit of a change here. The new coach this year, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I talked to Pascal. Him. Was I, I only had a couple dealings with him, uh, but it just seemed like just a wonderful guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, really, uh, really a smart, smart guy, like, uh, really thinks before uh, he speaks, like, he's uh, never talks for no reason, like, when he says something, he really means it, and uh. He's a really good, I think he's a really good coach with uh, young guys, uh, makes the younger younger guys really comfortable. And uh, yeah, he was a really good coach. You've had, you've had, when you think about it, you've had three really, really respected head coaches yeah. as, a, as a pro, right? Yeah. With Dean and with Rocky, Rocky. And, and with, with Pascal. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I liked all the, all the coaches I had so far. And Big, Rock. Big, command, big command for the new guys coming though. What's that? <laughs> big command for the. the That's, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He better be ready. I already, I already talked to him, and uh, he seems like a really good guy as well. And uh, I, I talked to another guy that's back home that uh, that had him as a coach uh, back when he was in Victoria and in, in the coast, I think, and. Uh, you really enjoy having having him as a coach, so uh, yeah, I, I look forward to it for sure. That's great. What? How, this is uh, obviously the question is a little bit tough to answer, but how much longer do you want to play? Eight years, but you're still a young guy, right? You started, you know, you you're, you were 20 years old as a rookie. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, uh, as long as Harry Zolnerchuk did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I wanna I wanna go as long like like I recently is for sure like with the family and all that stuff like it's it's more it's more up to them that it, it is uh, up to me because for me like if i if it was just me uh i would play until i can't anymore you know like until something just like fails me or like i break something and i can't come back from it uh i hope i hope it's gonna go this way but like if at some point i see that like i'm putting my career in front of like our uh our family wellness or like our family, like happiness and all that stuff. Like that's when I, I'm probably going to say like, all right, like uh, I'll, uh, I'll retire and then do something else or try to be more uh, settled somewhere. You could run the show at Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make my way up from uh, delivering fridge to actually my, uh, my uh, uh, father-in-law is, uh, is, uh, I think he's the president of the distribution in Quebec. There you go. There you go. You can tell him him the first time I had a Red Bull, I thought I was going to die. Oh oh my gosh. My heart. There goes. There goes the sponsorship that Woj has been working on. (laughs) Well, now, Hey, but now they're great. But the first (laughs) time it was someone, it was not someone like you, but they had a fridge outside of the Bradley Center, and anybody yep. walked in, hey, you want one? I was like, oh, these are new. I'll try one. And I tried it. I had half the can, and then I had to go lead a meeting. I had to run a meeting. Yeah. And I stopped myself in the middle of the meeting, and because I was like, I was like, I said out loud, I was like, listen, I just had my first Red Bull. My heart is beating at least twice its normal pace. I And it was just like an out of body experience. I was like, I got to slow down. I got to sit down. You've seen, you've seen yes, man with Jim Carrey, right? When Jim Carrey has the Red Bull for the first time. No, I haven't going a hundred miles a minute. Yeah. To, it's, <laughs> it was, yeah. 
Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Now I can handle it. I probably drank half the thing in one slug, right? Yeah, like I didn't get it. Uh, for, me, for me, like it doesn't really do anything. It, I just love the taste of it. Do you? Yeah, I just love the the taste of the the. the oh, get you an endorsement deal. Yeah, but you get back there. It's, there's your there's your summer job now. Is just do a couple of promotions for for Red Bull. Or Red Bull. Get, get the father in law to get in on this here. Right, right. Get 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 the get the geographic the ter- territory in Winnipeg. Right, like he's got Quebec. Let's get Manitoba. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, you have anything else? I got nothing else. Yeah. Jimmy, we, we end these by asking um, the question, when you think of your time in Milwaukee, what do you think of? Uh, there's so many things coming. Like It was a long run for me, for sure. Uh, I loved every single minute of it. Like, uh, there's not one minute that was sad over there. Like, I did so many things. Like, I went... Uh, I went to Miller Park so many times. I went to uh, Lambeau Field. Like that's the that, that's some stuff that if I didn't play in Milwaukee, I would have never done. Uh, all the all the like it, it's it's such like a small small group of person around it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like Aris is the owner, and we know him. Like uh, like if he was somebody like working at the rink like he's always there right uh you charlie like it's always the same people and i think it, it makes it like so much like so much more uh uh how can i say that like familiar sure yeah like, yeah more uh i guess it like it keeps everybody like more close to each other you know what i mean yes it's really, it's really vague what i'm trying to say but like it's uh I don't know. It's like more of a like a, of a family. Like everybody knows everybody. Like you're not dealing with somebody you don't know. Like you're always dealing with somebody you know and has been there for a couple of years. And like, yeah, it's really like it's really fun. To, uh, I had a really fun time in Milwaukee. That's for sure. We look forward to seeing you this year, and it's a few yeah. more times. It's a few more yeah. times. Twelve times this year. So right, I can't, uh, wait. I can't wait to come back. That's for sure. Every time I go back, I'm like, well, that's this. Like it brings back so many many uh, memories and stuff, and like only good times over there. Yeah, and we look forward to it. You know what? I'm just looking at the schedule now, uh, and you guys come in on the first weekend in in November. Maybe just maybe that's about when the Brewers might be wrapping up a world. You know, something oh, yeah. going on in the oh, world boy, series. Charlie. Yeah, uh, just maybe. Well, uh, I'm still a Brewer and the Packers fan. I got my jerseys right here. Wait a sec. <laughs> they happen to be handy, which is great. Which is, they just happen to be nearby. That's just tremendous. I got my uh, Brewer jersey right here. There you go. Oh, a yellow. He's got a yellow oh, jersey. A yellow jersey. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, me and my son, we got our uh, Packers jersey. Oh, nice. Oh, Clay Matthews and Aaron Rodgers. Very nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm still, uh, still, I'm still rocking those once in a while, and. Uh, I also have uh, my Expos jerseys too. Uh, oh, nice! Did you ever awesome. go to a, Did you ever go to Expos games? Yeah, when I was really young, yeah, I did. But uh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really like a vague uh, souvenir though, because uh, our memory. Yeah. Uh, like I remember going with my dad and my my two brothers, and the 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 highlight was that my brother wouldn't leave the the stadium if he didn't have like a, a UP. UP was the mascot. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like making a huge scene to have one. And my, my, uh, my. <laughs> like a stuffed father, animal kind of thing? Like a, like a toy UP? Yeah, it was like maybe this, this tall, let's say, like really small. Like they, you know, like it's like a teddy bear kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he wouldn't leave the stadium if we, if we didn't. If he didn't, if he didn't get one of those. <laughs> my, my father caved in. And to this day, we still. We still tell him like uh, that our younger brother is the the favorite one because like he got everything he, <laughs> he wanted. He got a Yuppie. <laughs> yeah, when he was a kid, and then we, we give that example all the time. So like, uh, does he still have it? Uh, it's still at home. That's good. I don't think he carries it with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like Linus in a blanket and Charlie yeah. Brown. Uh, I saw it uh, earlier this summer. I saw it in his. Uh, he has it in his closet, though, but uh, 
that it's there, but I saw it uh, earlier this summer. Well, they'll spread the word. That's great. Yeah, great, yeah, to, great cool. to see you, Jimmy. All the best to the family, and uh, we look forward to seeing you real soon. Thanks. Same to you guys. It was uh, an awesome time talking to you guys. That's uh, Admiral's great Jimmy Olney. Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admiral's podcast. <laughs>